between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow. Sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. So we got to do one more show on the Kavanaugh confirmation and the left-wing freakout and smear campaign that they, the Democrats mounted to try to prevent Kavanaugh from taking his seat on the Supreme Court. I think this is about the sixth or seventh episode that we've done on this topic. And after today's show, which I'll just call the Kavanaugh wrap-up, uh, we'll move on to substantive issues that are really uh, more worthy of our attention. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now, a journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So um, I think there's little doubt in most thinking people's minds at this point uh, that uh, what happened in these last couple of weeks against Judge Kavanaugh was an organized, orchestrated smear campaign. Uh, I think as the uh, time goes forward, we'll learn more and more about who financed this and all of the uh, the coordination that went into uh, bringing uh, Christine Ford and Deborah Ramirez and uh, Julie Swetnick forward. I'm hoping that uh, the Republicans will do some serious opposition research in the run-up to the midterm elections and exposed, uh, expose these accusations for what they are. They were a put-up. They were a con job. It was a giant hoax. Uh, if I hear one more, more person say that... Uh, Christine Ford was sympathetic and credible based solely on her testimony before the Judiciary Committee. Uh, I think I'm going to blow a gasket. Uh, her testimony was not credible. And even the uh, kid glove treatment she received from Rachel Mitchell, the uh, Arizona sex crimes prosecutor, revealed so many holes in her story uh, that it was obviously a concocted lie. Uh, you'll recall that... Uh, that um, she claimed to be afraid of flying, despite the fact that she flew uh, quite regularly, that uh, she claimed that the reason for the second door in her home was because she suffered claustrophobia, uh, when in fact it's obvious at this point that it's a separate entrance for a rental um, uh, unit in her home, an illegal rental unit in her home in Palo Alto, California. And uh, and I think the the most... Um, damning part of her story is going to be um, when it's determined that uh, she had help concocting her letter to the Judiciary Committee uh, from former Department of Justice and FBI employee and lifelong friend of uh, Christine Ford's, uh, Monica McLean, that she was the so-called beach friend that was with uh, Christine Ford in Rehoboth Beach, Maryland, when she uh, when she drafted this letter, that's another uh, interesting point that Miss um, Mitchell nailed down during her examination. I think, I believe this. I don't know if it'll ever come to uh, pass, but I think that she probably forwarded a similar letter uh, during Neil Gorsuch's uh, nomination, and that the Democrats uh, are sitting on that. I don't know if that'll ever come out, but we'll see. One of the things that uh, all of these um, accusations against Judge Kavanaugh have in common is that the, use, the uh, accusers were all lawyered up. 
uh, and they were all lawyered up with activist Democrat uh, partisan lawyers. Uh, Ford had the help initially of Monica McLean, uh, who was a lawyer for the FBI and the Department of Justice and former um, employee of Preet Bahara, uh, a, a strident never-Trumper from the Southern District of New York's uh, District Attorney's Office. Um, Ramirez uh, powwowed with a Democrat uh, former Attorney General uh, out in Boulder, Colorado for six days before uh, she was able to search her memories and determine that it was Judge Kavanaugh that exposed himself to her in uh, in that Yale party while Ramirez was uh, drunk on the floor. Uh, and, of course, we know that Michael Avenatti, the creepy porn lawyer, uh, is the one that carefully crafted Julie Swetnick's uh, baseless allegations. Uh, it's funny now that uh, the Democrat Party is realizing that uh, Avenatti uh, is probably as responsible for anybody as anybody for uh, exposing this uh, this smear campaign against Kavanaugh. But um, you know the the public has a very short memory, and uh, we've seen these kinds of smear campaigns before. Uh, but uh, it seems like each time uh, the mainstream media is able to rehabilitate uh, the Democrats and uh, and convince everybody that we're supposed to take them seriously once again. I'll just play you a clip. Oh, I don't have it here, but there's a clip um, online of um, of uh, Nancy Pelosi describing just what a, a wrap-up smear campaign is. It was a couple of years ago. She's not condemning it. She's just telling um, the uh, the news media that how you conduct one of these wrap-up smear campaigns, and she calls it a tactic doesn't call it an underhanded tactic or a dishonest tactic. She's smiling and she just says it's a tactic, is that you uh, you weaponize these accusations. You get uh, friendly media outlets to run the stories. You then use the stories that are run in the media as some sort of validation of the accusations, and then you uh, you fundraise off of them. You, you, uh, he calls them uh, um, merchandise them. That's exactly what the Democrats uh, did. It's part of their playbook. Uh, they use identity politics and grievance uh, victim um, uh, ideology uh, to try to attack and tear down uh, Republicans who are more concerned about uh, raising families, uh, having good jobs, uh, advancing uh, yourself in life, and and not necess- not being victims. Uh, but in the past, uh, you know, our Republican leaders. Uh, since George H.W. Bush, have uh, have caved at the first uh, accusation. And so the Democrats thought it would happen again. They're dealing with, obviously, a very different animal uh, with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump was able to steal the the uh, backbone of Mitch McConnell and uh, and the Senate Republicans and push through this nomination. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of talk how the, uh, the Democrats, after the... Uh, after uh, the nomination process, are going to try to delegitimize the Supreme Court, and of course they're uh, they're promising that if they take uh, the House and or the Senate after the midterms, that they're going to attempt to impeach not only Donald Trump but uh, Judge Kavanaugh as well. Which is uh, kind of odd that senators would be out there saying this when. They should know that the impeachment standard for high crimes and misdemeanors are while you're in office. 
So um, they they don't have even a, a legitimate case for impeachment. I guess they can impeach uh, uh, whoever they want, uh, but not legitimately so. So um, now we have to deal with the fallout, of course. And uh, in addition to the attempts to try to delegitimize the Supreme Court, which you know many Democrat states are already ignoring federal laws, these sanctuary city laws that uh, most of these Democrat states have in place, uh, some at the state level, in the case of California and New York, are patently unconstitutional and illegal and uh, quite similar uh, to what the South did in the run-up to the Civil War. Uh, there's a lot of people saying we are, in fact, uh, in a cold Civil War and that it is escalating and could, uh, at some point, end up in a, uh, a, a hot Civil War with violence. I would point to them, uh, them to uh, the antics of Antifa that are attacking people in the street and, in fact, engaged in violence already, uh, as well as uh, the threats... Uh, that took place against the Republican senators uh, and Judge Kavanaugh during this confirmation process. Um, but um, another bit of the fallout, and again, I say we need to have some um, uh, some opposition research by the Republicans, is um, is the fact that uh, a lot of these protesters, these screeching, uh, unhinged protesters that were stalking the halls of Congress and the steps of the Supreme Court were, in fact, organized and paid for by George Soros. In, in fact, it's come to light that none other than the uh, the uh, protesters uh, that trapped Jeff Flake in the elevator and uh, and made him crumble into in, insisting on an FBI investigation were Soros-paid protesters. Uh, they were both executive directors. One of them is an illegal alien who uh, happens to live in uh, Alexandria um, uh, Cortez's district, the uh, the Democratic Socialist from the Bronx, and she was paid $172,000 last year by the Soros-funded nonprofit that she works for. But um, the question is becoming whether or not uh, the, this uh, this battle over the Kavanaugh nomination is going to benefit uh, the Republicans or the Democrats in the midterms. Now, the Democrats are going to be out there stoking as much identity uh, politics and uh, and grievance um, narratives as they can. The Republicans are going to have to keep reminding voters of how unhinged and reckless and dishonest the Democrat Party have become. And uh, and I I would uh, I would redo that unhinged ad that the Republicans put together uh, that showed all the antics of Antifa and reminded people of uh, the the mass, the potential mass murderer James T. Hodgkinson that attacked the GOP's baseball practice. And I would would include uh, some of the screaming, screeching protesters that the Democrats sent in to the Judiciary Hearing uh, Committee hearings I would include uh, some of the um, just over-the-top, unhinged demonstrations in the streets of Washington, D.C., where you had protesters up in the face of law enforcement uh, making threats uh, of violence against police officers. And uh, and I would 
really uh, not shy away from this fight at all. The Democrats are going to go whole hog. They're thoroughly um, wedded to their identity politics model uh, of electioneering, and the Republicans need to uh, to call them on it and show uh, the the majority of this country who who doesn't want to go down this uh, this whole road to socialism and uh, and uh, grievance politics uh, what the Democrats have in store for us if they win. One of the one of the other fallouts, and I think it's a good fallout from the Kavanaugh fight, is a, a further uh, eroding of this whole idea of a filibuster. Um, in the past, you would have had to get sixty votes in order to confirm a Supreme Court justice, uh, which in, in effect uh, gives the governing uh, power to the minority. That is. Uh, Pass now, thanks to Harry Reid, who eliminated the filibuster rule for uh, appointments to the lower courts, the courts of appeals, uh, and uh, and the lower courts, and uh, and now Mitch McConnell has eliminated it for Supreme Court justices. That is just exactly how it ought to be. Yes, it would be better uh, for the Supreme Court if um, if we could return to the days when this was a homogeneous country. Uh, that could all agree on certain uh, standards and norms, such as due process, and um, and and uh, not attacking people simply because you disagree with their p- politics. But those days are gone, um, and and now we're left uh, with a situation where the majority uh, must rule. And I think that the elimination of the filibuster needs to be expanded also include uh, making laws. There's no reason whatsoever to allow the minority in the Senate to thwart Trump's efforts to uh, build a wall, for instance, or uh, or uh, enter into these uh, trade deal reforms. So the filibuster is obsolete. That's one of the big fallouts. The, fa- the founders never intended a filibuster. Uh, there have been times before the implementation of the filibuster, which I think was in early in the 20th century, where Supreme Court justices were confirmed on uh, one or two vote uh, majorities. And uh, it's, it's only, um, it's a good thing uh, that we've returned to that. So um, the, Demo- the Republicans, I should say, have, have sort of a difficult uh, time ahead of them. They need to uh, be positive and remind the voters of all of the great things that have happened under this uh, presidency and this Republican Congress. Uh, tax cuts, full employment, uh, renegotiation of trade deals, and uh, and sincere efforts to try to rein in um, our broken immigration system. And at the same time, we've got to remind people of uh, what uh, the the government would look like uh, under the Democrats, uh, which is uh, constant obstruction, constant investigations, uh, impeachment efforts, uh, total uh, gridlock in Washington, D.C. I think we've had enough of that, and I think the voters uh, will agree if the Republicans are able to make their case uh, that that they don't want to go backwards. So uh, just on a side note, um, the deep state used the distraction of the Kavanaugh hearings as an opportune time to reveal, uh, they unredacted one of their redacted documents uh, that the uh, that the Judiciary Committees had in their possession. 
reveal uh, that uh, the DNC's own lawyer, um, I think his name is Michael Sussman, was the one that originally gave uh, Christopher Steele's bogus uh, dossier to the FBI. Um, James Baker, uh, the Department of Justice and FBI attorney, actually met with the DNC's lawyer, uh, Michael Sussman, and got this FBI, uh, I mean, got this um, bogus dossier in April, April of 2016, well before it has ever been admitted before. So the wheels are also uh, coming off the Democrats' uh, other smear campaign, and that is the the phony Russiagate um, narrative. And uh, and another nail was driven into that coffin when we realized when we fi- found out just in the last couple of days uh, that uh, that it was the DNC who directly delivered the dossier to the FBI, and the FBI then weaponized that that dossier to spy on the Trump campaign. We're going to do a whole episode on that tomorrow, and I hope you'll join us then. If you like this show, please like, share, and comment. And if you watch it on YouTube, be sure and subscribe. We'll talk to you later. Santa's dropping off way more than you expected this year. Thanks to Xfinity, the whole family can enjoy great coverage and fast, reliable internet speed up to gig, all at a great value. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.